Good evening, and welcome to Midnight Audio Theater, the weekly show where we feature new and original audio dramas, be they adventure, mystery, sci-fi, or comedy. I'm your host, Kathy Ranella. Hello and welcome back, audio drama files. It's time for us to get our fairy tale ending for once, as Voices in the Wind Audio Theater is back with the conclusion of their full-length adaptation of Sleeping Beauty. We also have the crypto-naturalist returning to us with a special investigation into a very familiar cryptid that we all know too well, ourselves. The holidays are a time for stories of hope and happy conclusions, and we think that these two audio tales do exactly that. So it only seems fitting to kick off December with both of them. We'll be listening to Sleeping Beauty first. When we last left the story, Princess Aurora had been taken away to live with a trio of good fairies in the woods and kept protected from the curse of an evil fairy. After 16 years of searching, the princess's whereabouts have finally been uncovered. And now it's time to find out what happens next. Enjoy this production from Voices in the Wind Audio Theater. This is Sleeping Beauty. Voices in the Wind Audio Theater presents Sleeping Beauty, dramatized for audio by Diane Vandenhoven and George Zarr, and directed by George Zarr. There, through this window, inside the cottage, I can't believe I finally found them. I saw a young girl in the shadows of the forest, and I saw magic in this cottage. It has to be Princess Aurora. I must hurry to the cave. The great lady, Dormelid, will surely reward me for this news. Your horse seems much happier now. Because of you. Thank you for helping me with the stone. Who's that? My two aunts. They must be looking for me. Briar Rose? Is that your name? I have to go now. Oh, but will I, will I ever see you again? I often come out to the woods. Just search through the bramble by the pretty rose bush. But I must hurry so my Auntie Hazel doesn't see me standing in the shadows. Goodbye. Coming, Auntie Hazel! Coming, Auntie Daphne! I know, old girl. We can't stop for every pretty face. We have to continue our journey to the castle. Still, there was something about her. Maybe I will meet her again. Briar Rose. Oh, well. Let's move on. Off to the castle. Here I am. Here I am. We were starting to get worried about you. I met a prince, Auntie Hazel. Prince Philip? Already? What do you mean? It's uh, it's, uh, it's nothing, dear. Correct. We can discuss it back at the cottage. Discuss what? Well, uh, you know we'd better get back. Marigold must be wondering where we are. And I know she has a special present for you. Oh, good. You're all back. Look, it's finally done. Oh, my goodness. 
What a beautiful dress. I don't know if I deserve anything like this. Of course you do. I can't believe you made this by yourself, Auntie Marigold. Mm-hmm. I can't believe it either. You shouldn't have gone to so much trouble. It's far too grand. There's no place to wear a gown like this. There is such a place, Briar Rose. The castle. That's funny. You're the second person who mentioned a castle, Auntie Hazel. There's a big celebration at the castle. And it's happening there tonight. Oh, yes. The prince told me. He told me he's marrying a princess. But he doesn't know who she is. Did you say prince? She met him in the woods. Already? Why do all of you keep saying that? What's going on? My dear child, please sit down. But I... Sit. Please. I'm sitting. What is it? You are the princess. You are Princess Aurora. <laughs> You're so funny. You wanted to tell me a joke for my birthday. <laughs> well, here's a joke that'll make all of you laugh. <laughs> Did you know that the princess and I share the same birthday? <laughs> yes, we do. <sighs> yes, we... Are you teasing me too, Auntie Marigold? I wish we were, Briar Rose. Your name isn't Briar Rose. Not really. You are Princess Aurora. And, and, we're not really your aunts. Though we love you as if we were. I'm so confused. It's okay. When you were a baby, we promised King Floristan that we would keep you safe until your 16th birthday. And now it's time for you to go home. This is my home. No, your real home. This is where you played, Briar Rose. I mean, Princess Aurora. But now that you're grown, you must do your duty. But why didn't you tell me before? We did it to protect you. From what? The curse of that stupid evil fairy, Tourmaline. Don't say her name, Marigold. Fairies? Curses? I don't believe you. It's true, dear. We are also fairies. Ooh. Oh, that always tickles when the wings come back. Oh. Our true size is no bigger than your hand. Your fairies? But how? No. No, I don't believe any of this. How can I not be the girl I thought I was? There never seemed to be the right time to tell you, dear. And now, the time is here, when we have to take you back to the castle. The setting of the sun means a new world for you, Briar Ro- Uh, Princess Aurora? I like this world, Auntie Daphne. Everything changes. Look, you've seen it for yourself in the forest. A flower dies so that another one can blossom. 
please, let me stay with you. You can't avoid what you were born to do. Is this what I have to do? Yes, dear. It's your destiny. And will I ever return? Sure, you can visit us. In your memories. It's time for you to go in the other room and put on the dress. We have to leave soon. No. This is so hard for us. Please put on the dress. Please. Okay. I'll put on the dress. So sad. And that dress is so pretty. Too pretty. Marigold, you didn't use magic to finish the dress, did you? Magic? Me? Using magic to make my work easier? Oh, while you weren't around? No. After years of searching, why should I believe you? You're only trying to save your neck. Your skinny little neck, Babek. My skin... Uh, no, no, my lady Tourmaline. It's entirely true. I found the princess. She came to me. I was resting by a stream in the shadows. A girl walked into the shadows. She was the right age for the princess. And she was talking to the prince. Then, as I was flying back, I saw a cottage. I flew to the window, and then I heard the sound of little bells. Little bells. Little bells. The sound of magic. Fairy magic. Are you certain of this? Oh, the woman I saw in the cottage was the size of a, a human and did not have her wings, but she used magic. Fairy magic means she's a fairy. And I'm sure the fairies have kept the girl hidden in that cottage. Where is this cottage, Babek? Deep in the forest. Did you see anything else? Uh, yes, my lady Tourmaline. Uh, the fairy was using her magic to make a gown. A, a most beautiful gown. A fit for a princess. Ah. There is only one reason that this girl would need a gown. They're taking her back to the castle. Fools. They think they've won. But the day isn't over. Oh, no. Not over at all. A web. A wheel. A circle. It all comes around. Make ready. I shall pay the court another visit. But this time, I will not enter through the front gates. <laughs> Thank you.
There's a spot, sisters. Ready, set, land! Remember the last time we were here in the castle? It was such a happy occasion. Until she showed up. Oh, that tourmaline. Stop mentioning her name, Marigold. Oh. Oh, I never thought it would be so hard to give up our little briar rose. But we've all got to give up some things sometimes, right? It's doubly sad. Not only do I feel old and worthless, but I don't believe she'll ever speak to us again, Hazel. Give it some time, Daphne. Someday, Princess Aurora will understand what we've done for her. Look, she's being presented to her father, King Floristan. Daughter, welcome home. It's been many, many years. Your Majesty. How fair you have grown! Here is the crown that's waited for your return. I bestow it upon you. Look, Hazel! It's got that beautiful green jewel in it. This crown will now have its rightful place upon your head. The jewel was a gift from King Ernest. He's here to greet you. <laughs> Nothing is too good for my new daughter. Uh, I... I don't understand. I thought King Floristan <laughs> is my... Yes, yes, you are his daughter, Princess Aurora. But you are also like my daughter, because you'll be marrying my son. <laughs> Sound the trumpets for our new son, Prince Philip. that you were the princess? I didn't know I was the princess either. In the forest, they said your name was Briar Rose. I was Briar Rose. But my auntie told me, a flower dies so that another may bloom. Briar Rose is gone. Today, I am Princess Aurora. And what a glorious day it is! We have much to celebrate. A birthday and a wedding! But... but my head is spinning. I can barely take it all in. There's so many new things to consider. Decisions to be made. But what is there to consider? What girl does not dream to be a princess? Begging your pardon, father. You always knew that you were going to be a king. Yes, that's true, daughter. This morning, I thought I would live my life in a cottage, and I was so happy. But that life was the dream. I had to wake up and perform my duty and take on my responsibility. I... I didn't ask for any of this. Really, I'm not sure if I'm ready. If I'll ever be ready. Come back here, Princess Aurora. Remember who you are! She's had quite a shock for us, Dan. Perhaps we should give her some time. Poor little thing. I wish there was something the three of us could do. 
Was that the wind? I didn't hear anything. Mm, that wind usually means she is arriving. But I don't see her. Good. If it's Tourmaline, I'll punch her right in Come the- Come on, sisters. We can't sit around feeling old and worthless. Princess Aurora isn't out of our care yet. Let's follow her and see that she comes to no harm. Yeah, she still needs us. is so strange. All these corridors, they look the same. Dark and gray, not even a window. There's no sunlight, no trees. Who will I talk to if there are no animals? Is this where I'll live for the rest of my days? Look at this. I'm lost already. I don't even know where I am. I hear something. Hello? Hello? Is there someone in that room? Hello there. Oh. My child, you frightened me. Oh, I'm I'm so sorry. I'm all turned around. Do you know the way back to the Great Hall? Of course I do. But since you are here, why not spend a moment and have pity on me? I am an old woman. I don't get many visitors. Won't you stay for a short while and keep me company? Oh, of course. Um, what is that you're doing? Oh, this? I'm spinning thread on my spinning wheel. Have you never seen a spinning wheel before? <laughs> I haven't seen much of anything before. Today I'm learning so many new things. So, how does your spinning wheel work? Oh, it's very easy. See this? It's the fleece from the coat of a young lamb. See how soft it feels. Mm. It is soft. I wind the fleece around the bobbin. Then I turn the wheel with my foot on the treadle. Whirl, whirl, round it goes. The wheel spins. The thread is wound, slender and true. I can make. Whatever my heart desires. 
Make whatever your heart desires. I wish I could do that. Why, of course you can. Would you like to give it a try? May I? Certainly, certainly. Here, take the wool like this. Yes, that's right. Now, thread it through the spindle like this. Watch out! It's very Ow. sharp. Ooh, I've pricked my finger. You must be more careful, my dear. Feel so strange. Oh, it's quite all right. Let me help you. Here, lie here on this couch and rest. Yes. Rest. On this couch. I can't keep my eyes open. Then close them for a moment. Return to the land of your dreams forever. Meanwhile, from your crown, I'll take the... Emerald, and all the power that it holds will belong to me. <laughs> they really must do something about the bugs in this place. Ready, set, land. What have you done to her? <laughs> Foolish little flies. Did you really think that you could stop tourmaline? Your magic is useless against the power of darkness. Your princess will sleep forever. She only wanted to return to her favorite place. Now this room shall be her woods. Bush and vine overrun the walls. Thorns will guard her sleep forever. None shall pass through to reach her. Nobody, nothing, no one, never! <laughs> Watch out, vines! Vines are growing along the walls and the floor. Stand back. I'll cast a spell. Take that. My magic isn't strong enough. I can't fight them. Daphne, hurry. We've got to fly away before we're trapped by the vines. Ready, Ready set, set, fly. We need help. We have to find Prince Philip. Remember the christening, Marigold? You changed the curse. The princess can be awakened by a kiss. The prince must still be in the great hall. Quick, out this door and through the courtyard. Vines have all 
already arrived at the Great Hall! Everybody's running away! We'll never find the prince! There's only one thing we can do. Take away the care of all. Into a sleep, the court will fall. They've all fallen asleep. Well, that certainly calmed everybody down. I can't locate the prince. He has to be somewhere. Over here behind this chair. Oh no! The spell has also resulted in him sleeping too. Ah, oh, fix that. Ah, oh, it's a shame to wake him up. You know, Marigold, I don't think he'll mind one bit. In peaceful slumber, though he lies, gallant prince, you'll now arise. What happened? He's awake! Prince Philip, you must get up. Who are you? We're the three fairies of the forest, of course. Get a move on! You've got to save Princess Aurora! Save her? She's in danger? Where is she? She's in a room deep inside the castle. But we can't get back to her through all the vines and branches. Here, let me use my sword. These aren't ordinary branches. My sword is useless against these vines. The branches are enchanted. Yes, protected by dark magic. Hmm, maybe we can work together. Charge forth the arm of might. Carry many to the fight. What did you do? I feel different. Hazel gave you the strength of ten men. Now it's my turn. Blade of steel that swings and shivers. Chop these branches into slivers. Now your sword can defeat the vines. It's your turn, Marigold. Uh, I, I don't know what to do. I don't have a spell. Oh, you'll surely think of something, dear. Prince Philip, you gotta hurry. Start chopping. I'll do my best. It's working. My arm is stronger. The blade is sharper. You're almost through. Watch out for the ouchy thorns. Just a few more branches. Prince, look. Behind this door lies a courtyard. The princess is on the other side of that. Open the door. Let's go. It's windy out here. The wind. No doubt because it's her. Tourmaline. Don't say her name. Okay, okay. I won't say Tourmaline. I remember you from when I was a boy at the christening. Ah, Prince Philip and my favorite three insects. You folks don't know when to quit, do you? Yield to me and set the princess free. Such poor manners. Not even saying please. And here I thought princes were supposed to be charming. <laughs> Give up, Tourmaline. You can't fight all of us. Oh, no, you can't. I'm afraid even with the help of the prince, you can't defeat me. Did you think that when I was banished long ago, that my powers would fade? 
Well, my powers only grew stronger while I languished in the caves. I learned a trick or two. Enough talk. Stand back and let me fight her. If it is a fight you want, a fight you shall have. Um, um, what's that green thing she's holding in her hand? It's the jewel from the princess's crown. Powers of darkness, I summon thee! Powers of darkness, I summon thee! Powers of darkness, I summon thee! Is she getting rid of her wings? No! They're growing bigger! She wouldn't dare do that! Oh yes, she would! She's glowing green! Tourmaline has conjured the spell of the Serpent Stone! Even with the strength of ten men and the sharpest sword, I can't fight a dragon? Yes, you can. You can't give up now. If we let her win, the land will be plunged into darkness. Weeds will grow everywhere. What a mess! The only solution is to save the princess. You're not alone, Prince Philip. The three of us are behind you. hold up to that. I'm covering my eyes. Whistle when it's over. Uh, there must be some way to defeat this beast. I'll fight you until my last breath, you fiend. And accept that you will be blasted into nothing. Never! I will never give up. We must do something. The castle will soon be burned to cinders, and there won't be anything left. I still have my eyes closed. How's it going? Marigold, take your hands off your eyes and listen. You've got one last spell left. You have to decide the best way to use it. I don't know, Hazel. Really, I... The prince's only weapon is the sword. But he can't get close enough to use it. What should I do? The dragon stone holds all the power. There's gotta be some way we can get it. That green glow. The dragon is holding the jewel. Oh, I know. I know. Through the air, sword of might. Return the jewel into the light! Prince Philip, throw your sword at the dragon. Then I won't have a sword! Trust us! Throw your sword! Aim at the hand holding the jewel! Ah! 
dragon stone flew out of a hand. Is that it? Is she? Yes. Dead. Tourmaline's scales have turned to stone. She's nothing more than dust. Let us sink into the darkest earth and never come back. What's that shiny thing on the ground? It's the emerald. Pick it up before it sinks into the darkness with her. It's warm in my hands. What do we do with it? We have to return it to the princess. Look, the vines are withering. Then we must hurry and find the princess. She's inside the castle. Let's go, sisters. Ready, set, fly! Prince Philip, follow us. She's in that room! The door's still covered with brambles. Ow, they're sharp! Ouchie! Watch out for the thorns! Yeah, but you gotta get past the thorns if you wanna find the road. My strength has returned. These vines are no match for me now! There! Into the room! Ready, set, land! Oh! She's sleeping, Prince Philip. She looks so peaceful. Is she under a spell? How do we break it? Ah, you can wake her with a kiss. The land of dreams shall fade away. A gentle kiss will lead the way. What happened? Where am I? Where's the old woman? That was no old woman. It was Tourmaline, the evil fairy. Prince Philip rescued you. It's you. Yes. It's me. Thank you. But I didn't do it alone. I had help. He means us. <laughs> oh, Auntie Marigold. Auntie Daphne, Auntie Hazel, I... I never thought I'd see you again. I should have listened to what you said. You were right about my destiny. Instead, I believed a stranger, the old woman. She said I could spin my life any way that I wanted, but I was born a princess. I must accept my duty. And I do. I hope you'll also find it acceptable to marry me. I do appreciate that you saved me from the old woman's spell, but, um, perhaps we should become a little better acquainted first. I think that would be a good idea. Oh, I believe this belongs to you. The emerald from my crown. It's very powerful. When it was kept in the darkness, it was used for evil. But now, you have to guard it, child of light. That's a pretty nice birthday present. <laughs> <laughs>
don't you think? I believe I will offer my first official proclamation as princess. Auntie Hazel, Auntie Daphne, Auntie Marigold. A brand new princess needs advisors. I declare that you three shall be mine. That is a very wise pronouncement. The first thing we have to do as advisors is wake up the rest of the castle. Correct. They're all still asleep. Oh, I just love it when everything works out. Can we use magic now, Hazel? Oh, I don't see why not. Then I'll cast a spell and make myself a big slice of chocolate cake. Marigold, really? You're right, Daphne. Make that two slices of chocolate cake. I might get hungry on the way home. Sleeping Beauty was dramatized for audio by Diane Vandenhoven and George Zarr and directed by George Zarr. Featured were Barbara Rosenblatt as Hazel and Tourmaline, Noelle Dupuy as Daphne and Queen Amethyst, Ellen Wallen as Marigold, and Georgia Lee Schultz as Princess Aurora. Also heard were Keith Burnett, Joe Kurt, David Farquhar, Pete Lutz, and Brady Van Varenberg. Music and lyrics by George Zarr. Executive producer, David Farquhar. Sleeping Beauty was produced by George Zarr for Voices in the Wind Audio Theater. Again, you heard the conclusion to the full-length production of Sleeping Beauty by Voices in the Wind Audio Theater. For more information and full-length productions, visit voicesinthewind.ca. And next up, it's time for one more visit from the Crypto Naturalist. We're skipping ahead in the series to an episode that's a bit more recent. Namely, it was released in April 2020, and soon after our lives began to change due to COVID. At a time when everything seems to have gone awry, the Crypto Naturalist has taken a look at the complex creatures of ourselves, grounding us in our human nature and reminding us of the wonders we can find around us. We hope you enjoy this reflection time, and if you do, be sure to check out Field Guide to the Haunted Forest. It's a collection of poems written by the show's creator and host, Jared K. Anderson. If the crypto naturalist resonates with you, be sure to go check out this book. You can find it online through Amazon and at Barnes & Noble. But while you're doing that, Sit back and enjoy The Crypto Naturalist, Episode 34, Pep Talk. If you can make peace with the unlikely fact that squid the size of school buses patrol the dark oceans at a depth that would crush you to paste, then I have faith you can also make peace with the unlikely fact that you are worthy of all the happiness you have imagined. Welcome to the Crypto Naturalist. Many of us are scared right now, and that's okay. But listen. The first living cell on Earth 
was a spark. It ignited a chain reaction that thundered across millions of years, an evolving blaze of lives and needs and firsts and lasts. The whole of that raging fire of history and happenstance burns inside you right now. It is beyond amazing that you are here listening to this. You should be impossible. See, living is a rebellion, an old conspiracy of elements to organize and oppose the blunt, thoughtless forces of the universe. We climb mountains. We swim against the current. We chip away at the expected. You are rogue matter. Your every active choice raises the flag of resistance. It would be an understatement to call you rare. You are so much more than just rare. The universe is mostly nothing. But there is a tiny percentage of material rebels like you I don't know where you get the courage to be so unique, but I'm impressed that you choose to be here, possessing a physical body and making active choices in defiance of the norm. You are exceptional. Today you did things that humans 50 years ago wouldn't believe, and 200 years ago would struggle to imagine You know the names of planets and the shapes of the bones inside you. You comprehend death and make art. You are a surpassingly strange creature, worthy of praise. Do you realize what an adventure you are on right now? The dangers you have already conquered to be here listening to my voice. Do you ever stop to give yourself credit for your achievements? You are many incredible things, but you are not safe. Frankly, your birth was reckless. Lightning strikes without reason. Countless simple bodily mishaps may be fatal. To live is to collect risk like a bee collects nectar. But risk is not how we measure success, is it? Your primary goal is not safety. It never was. Instead, concern yourself with becoming the truest version of you. Every single part of you is on an unbelievable journey. The conscious and the unconscious. No aspect of your physical or mental being is not extraordinary on a universal scale. You see, the atoms in your body traveled farther than you can imagine, yet... Here you are. Most planets don't support life, yet here you are. Life on Earth didn't start on land, and yet here you are. Your genetic map is profoundly rare, yet here you are. Remember all the impossible things that you have already accomplished. What impossible thing will you do next? And yet... Let's not be too preoccupied with accomplishment, hmm? Accomplishment and improvement 
are admirable goals, but remember this. There is no best version of you. There is only this version, which stands head and shoulders above all the hypothetical versions you can imagine by virtue of being real and here in the face of everything you have already overcome. One incredible aspect of the human mind is our ability to choose to change, to acquire a skill, to alter our thought patterns, to adopt new behaviors. If ever you feel that you have stopped becoming and started simply continuing, remember this wonderful feature of your brain. You control this feature. Frogs, butterflies, jellyfish... Their life cycles contain startling shifts in form and behavior. And what about you? Are you the same person you were five years ago? Fifteen years? Time and biology are agents of transformation, but so is knowledge. Leave room for the next version of you. Be a new animal. Be ready to love that new animal. Then again, potatoes existed for millions of years before french fries were invented, so don't be discouraged if you feel like you haven't found your best self just yet. Life isn't a game you're trying to win. We just learn to take pleasure in playing it. You might find yourself being afraid to try and seek change or comfort or fulfillment because trying can feel like vulnerability. I know I've struggled with this. Here's something I've learned. Effort will not always lead to the result you had in mind, but effort will not betray you. Write the book. Make the art. Risk the love. Strive for wellness. Effort does not make promises, but effort will not betray you. And still, I remind you that you are not looking to complete yourself. I often remind myself that there is no one thing that will complete my life. I hear so many suggestions these days that we are all jigsaw puzzles with product-shaped pieces missing. But I find that life feels emptier the more things I collect. Better to leave room for the green and growing, for nature, for wilderness. After all, you yourself are a wilderness. The average human body has as many bacterial cells as human cells. Our DNA is secondhand, shaped by the flora and fauna that tasted the air before our eldest ancestors. Our blood remembers the sea, our hands the treetops. You are the outdoors, you are nature. You need neither products nor achievements to find perfection within yourself. We may be quarantined, yes, but look around you. Your shelter may have walls, but your home is a boundless wild you share with nine million other species. I'd argue that those non-human microbial cells within you are still you. You are a crowd within a crowd within a dynamic sea of staggering scope and diversity. Walls are an illusion. Our blood is mostly water. It uses iron to bind oxygen, which was built using the energy of sunlight. Water, earth, air, fire, 
You may feel separated from the natural world, but just look at the family resemblance. You were not just born to this place. You were born of this place. Your brain, the seat of your consciousness, is as natural as a leaf. It arose in the world the same way as a finch's wing, a cricket's song. Wherever you are right now, the part of you that's awake and hearing this is nature. Your thoughts echo from an ancient wilderness. And still, our complexity is such that we struggle to understand even the most basic aspects of ourselves. This, friends, is wonderful. It's true, there is nothing any of us could have done to earn a punishment so cruel or an award so grand as being alive. All of us drawing breath are united in this circumstance of profound, exquisite strangeness. We are ourselves. We are each other. We are the landscape. Over the course of your lifetime... Most of the cells that have formed the mosaic of your body have returned to nature. Most of the water that has fueled your life has returned to nature. The substance of your form is not fixed. It flows like a river to and from the wilderness. You are not metaphorically connected to nature. The connection is literal. And still, our intelligence, our curiosity... Some say these gifts come with a steep cost and that we know that one day we will die. Yes, one day we will die. And what of that? When you die, your component parts are already home. Your blood's iron goes back to the earth. Your water returns to the cycle of sea and sky. And your thoughts, your kindness, well... Nature does not waste, and the unknowable is as rich and sustaining as dark soil or autumn stargazing. When we die, they may bury us or collect our ashes, but remember this, from baby teeth to skin cells and everything in between, most of the matter that has worn your name is already spread throughout the world. We bury our remains in the soil of our lifetimes, not in the place of our graves. In the end, you were a part of the sky on loan to a body, a part of the sea that awoke to thought, a part of the earth who borrowed a name. The essential piece of you that lingers is the love and knowledge you set in motion while you moved through the waking world. Sometimes, it takes an effort of will to see kindness in nature, to see the magic inside the commonplace. The effort you spend on such things is a gift to yourself and a gift to the world. Remember that the act of interpretation can be a creative act. So, choose to create love. I cherish a certainty that there are secrets beneath fallen logs, floating in the bright sky, and within my own skin, that will not be known within my lifetime. I hear these almost truths chiming like distant music, 
and I'll walk toward that song with simple gratitude as long as I'm able. It's true you can look at any human life as the sum of a complex collection of chemical reactions, in much the same way as you can look at any beautiful painting as a collection of pigments, which is to say you can miss the point of most anything. Yes, your life is temporary. The sun is temporary. The universe is temporary. Existence isn't about chiseling stone monuments for the ages. It's more like baking chocolate chip cookies. So, lick the mixing spoon and risk a taste hot from the oven. Cookies aren't about forever. They're about sharing sweetness. Kindness, gentleness, empathy. These things are fires shining in the forest night. They must be tended, but in tending them we are illuminated. We become a target for things that thrive in darkness. So, as ever, love is tied to risk, and, as ever, it's worth the danger. You are the mountain but awake. You are the rain but breathing. You are the forest, but unanchored. You are the soil, but with choice. You are the sunlight, but dreaming. Soon, you will be these things again. Mountain, rain, forest, sunlight. What will you do until then? Just as storms illustrate the value of shelter... Pondering limitless space helps us appreciate our own limited bodies, the intimacy of touch, the objects within our reach. Our limitations are not a hindrance. They are the warm rooms in which we build the simple pleasures of life. You won't see most of this planet. Under each rock, beneath the waters, secrets of air and soil, can you feel the joy behind this limitation? That there is always a new thing to discover, a new way to grow, is one of the sweetest parts of living, and it's free and inexhaustible. I think life is a thing we borrow, not own. A stolen moment, a cool afternoon swim in a woodland lake. That borrowed water of life is the same for humans and falcons and aphids. The shape of the individual borrower is nothing. It's the water, the lake, the fleeting afternoon. One of the best qualities about the impermanence of everything is that our small moments of happiness can carry the same weight as any cosmic event of unthinkable time and distance. And yet, and yet, and yet. I know that sometimes there is a wounded animal in you. An animal that has gone too long without shelter. An animal that wishes the world had but one throat to squeeze. Furious, strong, and sharp, and tired. I know that today you said no to that animal in your kindest voice. Thank you. Kindness won't make you rich, but it will make you whole. Please, take time to acknowledge the monsters you defy, the storms you weather. 
There are those walking this earth to whom your life would seem an uninhabitable rock jutting from an angry sea. Yet, there you are, stringing together days like flowers in your crown. Respect your own vital splendor. You are worthy of respect. When I reach for purpose, I settle on this. Consciousness exists simply to be the doorway through which love enters the universe. I've met folks who like to say love is just chemicals, to which I reply, yeah, so is the churning inferno of the sun, so is the bedrock of the earth, so is the living fountain of a blooming cherry tree. If you need to call upon the word magic to fully appreciate the awesome beauty of all that which is vivid and real, then do so. There are many kinds of consciousness, but there is only one kind of life, the kind that's in you, the kind that's in lichens and ferns and oaks and cities of coral dreaming in sun-rich seas. We name things based on differences, but don't fail to love all that we share together. Every life is a sound. The soft susurrus of jellyfish who have never known the shore. The sharp sizzle of deer fleeing through autumn corn. These sounds belong to the same unfinished poem as you and your fistful of years like copper coins. It wouldn't be poetry without you. Remember, we are all strange animals, so act like it. If you have a dollar or two to spare for Winnebago gas and podcasting equipment, I sure would appreciate it. Exclusive stickers, pens, shirts, and access to bonus content strange expertise on strange topics await you at our Patreon page, patreon.com slash cryptonaturalist. You'll find information on submitting your work for our hidden lore segments on the about section of our website at cryptonaturalist.com. A Crypto Naturalist is written and read by me, Jared K. Anderson. Special thanks to Adam Hurt for use of his song Garfield's Blackberry Blossom from his album Insight. For more information on Adam's music, performances, and teaching, visit adamhurt.com. Again, that was The Crypto Naturalist, Episode 34, Pep Talk, produced by Jared K. Anderson. For more episodes, transcripts, and other Crypto Naturalist fun, go to CryptoNaturalist.com. And don't forget to check out Field Guide to the Haunted Forest, available now online at Amazon and Barnes & Noble. And that's it for tonight. We'll be back next week, audio drama fans. Same bat time, same bat channel. This has been Midnight Audio Theater, and I'm Kathy Ranella. Thanks for joining me for another night of audio drama. Now stay tuned, because the BBC World News is coming up next. <laughs>